Oh, hell no! Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and everyone else. It is Sunday night, February 5th, 2023. It's 7 p.m. in the Pacific Coast. And yo, AJ's voice hasn't changed. We welcome you to the, I guess, not Pucknologist. <laughs> it's Teal Town Live on Teal Town USA. It's Puck Guy. It's going to be Ian Reed, and we're going to be taking over the technologist time slot to discuss a number of things including breaking news for the sharks among other things like the all-star game marlow night the cuda recap and the ratings are down hmm interesting of course like every show here on teal town usa we want you to be a part of the show so chat with us and fellow hockey fans all over the world in sharks territory and of course follow us on the social youtube twitter Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Reddit, Discord, TikTok. Find everything at tealtownusa.com. And, of course, if you want to support the pod, you can do so with a Venmo donation at tealtownusa or with a Super Chat donation in YouTube. And with that, I am pleased to be joined by Mr. Ian Reed. It's 10 o'clock on a Sunday. Do you know where your, where your hockey jerk and AJ Strong are? I don't <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know what that guy is. He's he's talking to me. Uh, I I am good to see you, bud. Uh, hope you had a had a nice uh, bye week, and of course into the uh, into the All Star break. We'll get into the All Star stuff in a little bit, of course. Uh, let's just go right into it. And breaking news that just happened. If you're watching us live, this happened maybe not even an hour ago. Uh, the San Jose Sharks have made a trade with a fellow sea creature, Seattle Kraken, and that includes Jacob Megna going to Seattle. Uh, the Sharks will get a 2023 fourth-round pick uh, coming back, so the Sharks now get even more picks uh, in what is supposedly a deep draft. Uh, Ian, your initial take on this. Okay, when people say deep draft, though, they're not talking about the fourth round. How dare um, you? <laughs> like that's not how this works um look i think um a couple of things one thank you mike greer for saving our show so mike greer is now my favorite gm in the nhl um okay so here, here's the thing let's get uh down to brass tacks on this um i i like this trade uh i mean it's, it's not the hell yeah trade i'm looking for but i think you took a guy in jacob magna 30 year old jacob magna who i think has had a good year and i don't want to take anything away from jacob magna but i think the year he's had playing on a pair with a eric carlson who's been the best eric carlson we've seen probably since that run in ottawa where they went in the um you know, where they went to the the conference final there, I you can't really go wrong here, right? Like I think this is the ultimate selling high 
Um, now, obviously, a fourth round pick again, you, when people talk about deep drafts, they're not talking about the fourth round. They're talking about how far down the first round you'll get a decent player, maybe into the second. Um, but yeah, like I, I think it's a, it's a good trade. Now, obviously, I think there's a lot of implications here. This will this trade brings the Sharks contracts down to 49 instead of 50. So if there's a bigger move coming where the Sharks are going to have to take more back than just one player, this gives them the flexibility to do it. it it's a puzzling trade, though, at the same time, because the, the blue line is kind of a mess for the Sharks right now. Yeah, that's for sure. I um, You know, and AJ in the chat saying, like, it'll be interesting uh, to see how EK rolls the rest of the season. And I'm, it, it, I, I agree, although, but I think if you think that Jacob, like, I hate this, I've always said this year, and I've been really kind of crotchety about this talking point this year about how I'm sick of the whisper narrative. <laughs> Starting with the Burns whisperer with uh, right. Paul Martin. And, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, like, I just, I, I, I'm, I'm sick of this narrative. So I'm hoping that it dies a fiery death when Eric Carlson just keeps trucking along with whoever they, they put on his side. Because I just, like, I think Jacob Magna deserves credit for how he's played this season. But Jacob Magna didn't fix Eric Carlson. Eric Carlson fixed Eric Carlson. That's the reality of it. Yeah. And, and again, with the fourth round pick, am I correct in saying that it's going to be the sharks choice and they have till june or is it the lesser of no the the, the they have the seattle kraken have until the draft to decide which fourth round pick Got they it. give us whether it be their own fourth round pick or the colorado avalanche's fourth round pick right. so i'm assuming we will get the lesser of the two but again it's the fourth round it's a lottery ticket at that point anyway so i'm fine with it so you have that. Uh, Magna, I think, was under contract through next season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, a one-way deal, for, you know, over $762,000. Um, you know, his Corsi 4 was a lot better mm -hmm. with Carlson, or Carlson with Magna was a lot better Corsi 4 as opposed without. Sure. But still, like you said, EK's done a lot of things you know, right. I think own. like being healthy, I think, has been the big, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the big thing there. Right. So, I, I mean, and look at maybe maybe I don't know something, maybe something I don't know. Maybe like Jacob Magna is like also a chiropractor in his spare time. Yeah. Right. And and maybe maybe Jacob Magna is the key to all of this. Yeah. I have my doubts. We'll, we'll see. We'll we'll see how this goes. I mean. For Seattle, I mean, they get some more depth defensemen. Well, obviously, they're going to be making a playoff run unless they just fall off the van. And if I'm not mistaken, they're the first place Seattle Kraken, which I, yeah. I never thought since I day. thought people were sleeping on Seattle this year, but apparently I was too because I thought they were going to be um, good. And it's funny, Lanical, I don't think Lanical's in the chat right now, but he had like the best tweet ever. Um, he also, he tweeted out, this also means the JM trend will continue at, with the EK65 and Jacob McDonald is next up to have a career year because it's <laughs> a guy with the initials of JM who's who, who may play with them next. So maybe Jacob McDonald's the next guy to have a career year. True. And like like we've said before, with you know Middleton, you didn't give up anything. With Magna, you didn't give up anything to get him. 
and now you're getting something in return. So yeah, I, I, I think like this is this mind. is a good bit of business for for my career. Like it, it, it absolutely is. I, I again, this is not the hell yeah move I'm looking for, but I don't. <laughs> I'm not offended by this move either. Right. Like I think I think you took a guy in Jacob Magna who I think you know is probably. I, I still think he's a tweener guy like Jacob Magna again, 30 years old. Um, maybe he's a late bloomer, but at the end of the day, I think this is, this is a good bit of business. I think you sold high. You probably got max value for Jacob Magna. I think anyone who thinks that Jacob Magna is worth more than a fourth round pick, I question, I show your work, I guess it would be my, <laughs> it would be my take on it. But um, yeah, I, it's, it's a decent bit of business. Yeah. I, yeah, like I said, for a guy who the Sharks just picked up, former yeah. former Barracuda captain. Let, let's Correct. also mention that too, you know, and turning and like Kevin just said it for me. Thank you, bud. You know, Magna was on an AHL contract, quote unquote, and turned it into a fourth round pick. What's not to like, you know? No, it's uh, it's it's a good bit of business. I, if you're angry at this, I like I said, tell me why. I want to know because I fascinated if you're watching us live tell us what you think of the trade if you're if you're watching the replay uh comment down below tell us what you think about this trade where jacob magna is now a member of the seattle kraken uh if not uh, unless i've missed some minor move it is the first trade between sea creatures in the nhl uh so you know a little bit there uh, <laughs> of history and sense um but kind of sea creatures. <laughs> the, the, just, that's good. I like it. Thank you. On occasion, I have some witty terms here. Um, so that covers that. Magna to Seattle for the fourth round pick. Seattle has to choose by a draft if it's theirs or the pick they have from Colorado. Uh, but let's kind of go back, you know, a little bit earlier in the day where we saw uh, Nikolai Kanijov having his conditioning stint end, but then gets assigned to the Barracuda. Does this yeah. kind of partly maybe make way for Kanijov to make the move to to uh, fly down to Tampa for Tuesday's game? I, I mean, it's possible. Um, it's, it's really hard to say because there's things that we, there's still a lot of stuff with this blue. We don't know what Shimmick's status is yet. So I, I think that kind of makes things cloudy. I think um, – and, and Kinejov, the other thing with Kinejov, the, you have to remember too, is he, he doesn't have to go through waivers. So they can yank him up and send him down as much as they as, as much as much they want. If Kinejov does stay with the Barracuda, I think it's a big win for the Barracuda. I think the Barracuda need all the help they can get on their blue line. Um, and I think is as he gets – you know, his conditioning since over. So I think if he starts playing regular games, um, you know, I, I it's – he hasn't played in two years. So I think um, the Sharks should be patient with him. I don't think there's any rush to throw him um, back into the NHL um, quickly. So I, I think if, if he can stay, if he stays on the Barracuda, I think it's a win for them. If he gets called back up to play with the Sharks, I think it's, you know, it's it's a win-win in either situation um, that way. But I don't think there's any rush. Like, I think, again, it's hard to get to this point in the season to get to this level of intensity after not playing for two years. Um, so obviously the, the Barracuda have used him, but I feel, you know, they've used him sparingly and rightfully. So I would like to see him get regular reps somewhere if 
that's the Barracuda, I think that's great for them. Because look, the Barracuda right now, as the Barracuda stand, uh, they are tied for the last playoff spot. But they are technically on the outside looking in because um, what team is it? Bakersfield has two games in hand now. So they have the same points as the Bakersfield Condors. The Condors have two games in hand. Um, so if the Barracuda are going to make a push, and they should be, obviously, um, because a tanking in the AHL gets you nothing. I, I don't know if anyone <laughs> knows this. There's no tanking in the AHL because it doesn't get you anything. Um, <laughs> so obviously they're going to make a push. I think having Nijov down on, on the Barracuda will help that push because um, I think, again, the Barracuda it's time to to play some some good hockey and really put the pressure on. I think they've played better since Pouliot's been back, but look, at the end of the day, you have to put points on the board, and the Barracuda aren't doing that uh, with a consistent enough basis, so yeah. All right. Well, since we're... I, I know we kind of have a, a rule, uh, kind of an order that we were going to go through. Do you want to just <laughs> jump right to the CUDA since we're on top of it? Yeah, I mean, we might as well, right? Um, Barracuda split a couple of games this week in Bakersfield, uh, or didn't split. They lost both of them, actually, and it was in San Jose. It wasn't even in Bakersfield. I'm just making this shit up as I go along, <laughs> as you can clearly see. Uh, no, they lost both games 3-2. to two. Um, I didn't get a chance to watch the first game, so I can't tell you a ton about that one. Um, I think the one that they played yesterday... Against Abbotsford? Uh, yes, against the Abbotsford Canucks. Um it was an okay game. I, I they've played they played worse games. Um I think I, I thought they played well. I thought they I it was a kind of a disastrous second that kind of undid it for them. Um but I I didn't hate the game. Like there's there's been games, especially against the Abbotsford Canucks, where if you watched anything that we've done recently or um earlier in the week we talked I talked to Nick Nolenberger and um, I commented about how a game against Abbotsford kind of broke me with this team. It, it wasn't that. Um, it just wasn't, you know, I, I, it was one of the better games they played. They just didn't win, unfortunately. And again, like I said, uh, for the Barracuda right now, points matters. Yeah, big like, time. Points really matter. Um, they, they didn't play Bakersfield either. I know I got Bakersfield on the brain right now because of the the whole standing it's, situation. It's the long name in, in the Pacific that's thrown off. Bakersfield, Abbotsford, you know. Bakersfield, Abbotsford. Total. But yeah, they were both. Tomato, tomato. Both 3-2 uh, losses. I'm sure people in Abbotsford are really angry with me right now. We like to But Depaul I just compared them to Bakersfield. I've been to Bakersfield. I've never been to Abbotsford. I would love to go to Abbotsford and I have <laughs> Bakersfield, not so much. We like to apologize to the city of Abbotsford and, yes, and the Yes, because I just organization. To Bakersfield and I'm sure that like <laughs> going, being having been to Bakersfield, like that would be like if you told me Sault Ste. Marie was compared to Bakersfield, I'd be insulted. So I'm sure the people in Abbotsford are now insulted. Hey, the Sault Ste. But yeah, I, I mean, look at down to business. Uh, I cover the Barracuda. Um, look, <laughs> if you want to hear all about the, bar the the Barracuda, did a show with uh, did a show with Nick Nolenberger. I thought yes. it was really good. the The feedback on the show was really really good, and I I appreciate the feedback on that show. Um, if you haven't watched it, go check it out. I think it was an excellent show. Um, yeah. Hey, let's let's uh, let's be honest. Kudos to you for for doing 
After Dark plus Barracuda on there. Um, you know, he uh, Ian's been doing the the gifting on most on, of it. Yeah, yeah. Like, like there's most... been nights where 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 I've had to be bailed out because um, the one the one thing I I said this this year doing what we do is like I'm not getting three hours of sleep to do it, and I've been very <laughs> hard and fast to that rule so there's been nights where i've had to get up really early in the morning um to go to work so obviously watching a barracuda game would leave me with no sleep and and people have covered me when i've had to do that so i appreciate um i've appreciated that obviously but i yeah it's been good uh coming up for the cuda this week they have a back-to-back at home against the former the formerly the stockton heat the calgary wranglers Come to town. That's a Friday night at seven and a Saturday night at six. Uh, yeah. So they'll be on the lookout. And that's for that. and that's the thing with the Barracuda too is like if they're going to make the playoffs, like it's not going to be easy because if you look at their upcoming schedule, there's a lot of pain there. There's a lot of pain coming up for the Barracuda. Like the Barracuda, if they make the playoffs, like it's going to be because they forced the issue and pushed themselves in because they're scheduled does not get easy yeah so hey uh let's uh give something for jerk and aj that would normally hear in the time slot there you go Ooh, there we go there you go that's for you guys uh they are on assignment uh as they would as they say in uh, giants broadcast uh we'll we'll move along here uh so thomas bordalo all-star bound uh, had a nice goal in the uh, breakaway shootout in the uh, All-Star Skills up in Laval uh, earlier today. Uh, the All-Star game, I believe, is tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I would assume it's probably around 4 o'clock local time here on the West Coast in the land yeah, of Mr. Reed, I want to say, uh, is... Uh, Give me a second. I will find that answer for you because I don't really care. Like it's an all-star game. It's an AHL all-star game. So I care even less, uh, which we're <laughs> going to talk about all-star games in a minute. But yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> yeah, I care. Uh, I care even less. Where am I? I have to. Yeah, so. I need to clean up my bookmarks and get things done here. Uh, the game tomorrow is at. Yeah. So four o'clock, uh, four o'clock Pacific, seven yeah. o'clock Eastern. And I believe that's locally here on the NHL network. Uh, so uh, you can, I believe you can also watch it free on HL TV if correct. you have an account. So if you, if you do want to watch it, I'm pretty sure it's free for everyone. You just have to make an account and it doesn't like, they're not going to bill you anything or anything like that. Nope. Um, you just have to make an account. So. Maybe they'll send you an email saying, Hey, do you want to buy our Barracuda package for X dollars? And it's, it's, you know, I mean, we, we, we enjoy the, uh, the, the pirate ship here and there, but, uh, the AHL deal is, is pretty good it's pretty I, you know what for it like obviously look at ahl quality like the quality is kind of like man as far as like what you would expect from like you know it's most times it's usually pretty standard def it's one camera angle um so it's not like the greatest thing but I, you know for ahl tv gets a lot of flack but for me personally i've had one unwatchable barracuda game this year one and the rest of the time it's been fine so yeah um i think if 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 you truly are a Barracuda diehard, I think if especially just if if you just want to watch the Cuda, I think that the money to watch just the team, I don't think it's that bad, honestly. No, but I wouldn't suggest it unless you are like a absolute diehard, right? Like I don't think it's 
if if you just want to casually do it, I don't know if it's worth the money. But to me, I to me, I I thought it was like I don't have any regrets. No, I I have the just a strictly Barracuda package until the playoffs. Um, and, you know, <laughs> how many how many unwatchable shark games? Uh, no. Well, I mean, from now from play wise, uh, maybe they're about even. But I think for like when I say like unwatchable, I just mean like just bad technical issues and stuff, which I think really badly plagued HLTV when it first launched right. uh, under its current format. Uh, there was times where, you know, like you just the feed would go scrambly or, you know, the audio would be like robot uh, which I mean, I mean, I understand robots, so it's fine, but it, it might it might annoy other people. But um, play wise, on the other hand, eh, it's been pretty dicey for both. Yeah, ah, <laughs> uh, that, that's so fun. Uh, so yeah, not to hashtag no free ads, but you know, gotta go out and enjoy that. So be on the lookout again the uh, Friday and Saturday night uh, for the Cuda against the Calgary Wranglers. All right, so let's let's move on to the Sharks. And, I mean, this is the weekly recap that we're filling in for. So the Sharks this week go O, O, and O. A winning uh, week. A winning week. And plus, they uh, if you just join us, uh, they have traded Jacob Magna to the Seattle Kraken for a fourth-round pick in 2023. Um, you know, with everything going on, Everything that's been happening, the change around and everything, um, you know, the uh, where is this team at? I mean, we've seen we, we've heard, you know, words like demoralized, angry, sad. Wait, sorry. Let me try to do that in, in, the, kind of, in the word of hockey trick. Sad. Hope I got that right, trick. Um, <laughs> sad. You know. And I think I've heard more, more bad than good. And to to quote you, my friend, when the sharks do bad, it's bad. It is bad. Um, it's really bad when the sharks do bad. But from from the psyche of this team, I mean, it, they've had some games where they've been in it, and then there's some guys where, or there's been some games where it's just like. Holy mother of God! You had the lead and you blew it, like the Carolina game. You, you gotta wonder what's what kind of toll it's been stress wise on these guys. Yeah, I I think look here here's the thing, right? Um, when it comes to the players, because there's always all this talk about play about tanking and whatever you know, and and we can argue in the chat about you know the validity of tanking and, and you know but like at the end of the day and i've always said this and i've and i'll maintain this now like the players don't tank man you don't make it nope. to this level of professional any sport like if you're not absolutely driven because i think look at talent talent will get you far but like you don't get to the nhl because you don't want to win right like these guys are wired to want to win and I, they they go on the ice and they try like, you know, and now does management put a team on the ice that can win like that's, you know, that's where things get dicey. And when I look at this blue line for the Sharks, especially, you know, now, now. that we've subtracted Jacob Bakta from it, you know, is, is this is this blue line constructed to win games? I, I don't think so. <laughs> but, you know, no. so. 
it's it's hard. I can't imagine how hard it must be for these guys to know, like, to not be, you know, especially if they don't feel they're in a position to win. Now, I don't know how they feel. I'm not in the room. I don't talk to these guys on, you know, I don't I don't have a private Twitter DM with Logan Couture. So I have no idea how they feel about how the team's currently constructed or whatever. But I but I believe to a man they want to win. Um so and obviously it's frustrating, right? Especially if you're a guy who's been here for a long time and all they've known until now is playoffs. Like I can't imagine that's easy. Because you only get so many years in the NHL, you know, you, you only I, get so many chances to win the, the signy silver thing. I mean, you look at Logan Couture and how and last time the Sharks were in the playoffs way back in 2019. I mean, Logan Couture was having himself a hell of a playoff run and mm-hmm. it seemed like he was in 2016. And I think that's probably why there's so many you know, rumblings about Logan Couture and where he's going if he's going to stay with this team because he has shown that he can be a a proven playoff performer. But now you're four years later. It's like you haven't tasted those playoff games. It's it's hard, man, especially especially if you were a guy who was on that 2016 team. Right? Yeah. So I don't know, man, like to me. So like, yeah, do I believe that they're unhappy because they're not a good team? I 100 percent believe that. But, you know, at the end of the day, like. The, it's not a, I don't think it's a I don't think the Sharks are bad for because the players are not trying. I just think that this is not a very well constructed team. I think this is a team that unfortunately um, hit its best before date. And hit his best before date much quicker than I think Doug Wilson thought they would. And now this is, the, unfortunately, the fallout of that. And let's be honest here, too. How long was that window open, though? I mean, how many times we heard back in 09 after, you know, hell, when they when they won the President's Trophy mm-hmm. and then lose the Anaheim in six games and then they're like, oh, you got to get rid of Marlowe. Oh, he's been awful. You got to strip the seat. We had all those like, like almost over a decade and a half ago, you know, change it. But the question now is, is that if you're going to move on from some of these guys, how much salary retention are you willing to take? Because I can't see Logan being traded at face value. Oh, I think someone, you know what? I I know a lot of people get angry about Logan Couture's contract and his play. I think that someone would take him. Like, I don't think his contract is unreasonable. When you look at some of the deals that are getting signed right now, his contract's not unreasonable. The problem is the cap. The problem is is finding a team that has the cap space. I don't think... A, a, there, there are plenty of GMs out there that I think would love... That think that they'd be like, oh, no, we can give Logan Couture a change of scenery and put him with X and Y. And I think, you know, that might put us over the top. I think there's teams that would believe that. Oh, yeah. The problem is, is that because of COVID and everything else, the, the cap just won't move. Like, and it feels like every year it's like, oh, no, this is the year the cap's going to go up. And then it doesn't. And that's the problem. And I think that's, that's a big problem. That's a big problem. And it, it absolutely is because I'm not, you know, because, again, it's like 
you know, does the cap go up next year significantly or is it just another million again? And then as, as oh, well, maybe next year it's going to go up by four or five million. And I just I feel like we've been hearing that for since the since, you know, the, the restart. Yeah. Well, you know, this year's no cap, but next year, next year it could go up a lot. And we'll get into one of those parameters later, but I mean, TV mm-hmm. is a big thing about it. And we'll, we'll again, we'll discuss that a little bit later in the program. But, you know, they're. I mean, tickets are are getting really high. Sure. If I mean, they've, they've got to get out of this, right? Like they have to get they have to get the players portion of escrow because uh, paid off or whatever, the, whatever the situation is. Right. Because if they don't if this cap doesn't move, like I don't you're kind of I feel like it's kind of the cap situation is kind of strangling the game right now. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, now. Would you say if you were to have a cap, mm-hmm. but you would have like one player that is capped exempt, what would you think of that idea? I, you know what, at this point, like, I just want the cap to do things. I don't care. Like, <laughs> I don't care how they do it. Like, you just want the cap to move again so we can actually get some, some movability. Right. Cause I, again, like. We're talking about this trade deadline, but like, and, and maybe, you know, and, and maybe a team takes Timo Meyer, right? Because everyone thinks, oh, well, they moved a contract. So now they can, now they have a contract space so they can, you know, make more, you know, they can do something with a Timo Meyer deal. But man, like, again, I'm just, I'm at the point now where like, I would be, you know, are, are we going to talk about after the trade deadline and like, all we're going to have to show for it is Jacob Magna and Matt Nieto? Like that, like, I don't think that that is just within like Timo Meyer could get traded, but that is just as much, I think, within the realm of possibility. Yeah. And maybe and they can probably move a couple more players, but you know what I mean? Like, but it wouldn't like, would I be shocked at the, if the trade deadline comes and goes and you know, it's, it's Timo, it's not Timo Meyer. It's, it's Jacob Magna and Matt Nieto and, enter you know fringe piece here for minor pieces right and not to put you on the spot what is, the cba expires in what 2025 it's coming up yeah because the, yeah. they they extended it and obviously the players association um they are trying to get a new director in but you know it's hard because like the owners it's funny because the owners have kind of had their way with the the players union even with Donald Fear in charge, I would argue that they've still had their way with them. Like the and and it always seems like the owners always seem to come out like when the CBA first goes, and they always the owners seem to come out as like winners, and then somehow they fuck it up themselves and manage to lose at by the end of it, to the point where we have to like roll everything back again. Because that's what I'm waiting for. I'm waiting for the next CBA where they're gonna roll back the cap again because they always seem to do it, yeah. right? And then you have like amnesty buyouts again or whatever, and then the cap just inflates a million times because the owners can't help but fuck themselves over exactly that's the great point ian is that oh we need to roll back oh it's about ticket sales yeah you said that in 04 how are your ticket sales now seriously well obviously yeah and then you throw Um, in the ticket bastard fees and and it's even worse yeah i mean it's it hasn't you know but that's the one thing back in that lockout that never said they never said that again right like the one after we lost the seals like oh you know fans might get like gary bettman 
for for all his detractors, is a pretty smart dude. And he never said that after any other, like anytime the CBAs come up again, never mention ticket prices ever again. Right. Right. Calculated because, because he knows better. Well, I hope um, so, but <laughs> you know, and, and look at, uh, to, to, to kind of go, I know I'm kind of like going off trail here and probably messing up the little piece of paper we put together, but <laughs> like the other problem is if you're looking at like trying to increase revenues and stuff, right? Like a lot of teams, might be in trouble because yeah. like Bally sports is one of the, like when you, when mm -hmm. I watch the sharks play against all the teams and I can't watch the sharks feed, like Bally is the big portion of the other teams in the league. A lot of them 15. are with Bally sports, Bally sports, their parent company has gone for bankruptcy. They might cut ties with some of their regional teams. Um, and that, would be a disaster for the NHL because yeah. a lot of, for, I mean, the, without getting too deep into the minutia of how regional contracts work versus the national contracts. The, the thing is, is the regional contracts are, the regional contracts are with the specific teams, right? Whereas like the national one kind of goes to like the, the big pot, but the regional teams like that for some teams, that is a big portion of the regional, like the, of the team's revenue. So a team like, for example, I, you know, and I'm just using them as an example. I'm not saying like, Oh my God, they're in trouble. Like, but the St. Louis blues, right. They're right. a Bally sports um, team. So if, if, if let's say Bally St. Louis or whatever the hell, you know, that network is decided that, well, you know what, to save costs, we're just not going to pay. We're just not going to show blues games anymore. Cause we don't want to pay you to show blues games that's a disaster for the blues. Like that's a big chunk out of the St. Louis blues revenue. And then not to mention the, the other effect that would have on just, you know, on the team in general, because this isn't a carriage, like this isn't a direct TV situation. This is, this is a channel that, you know, regardless of who's carrying it on your cable network, just not showing games anymore. Right. And that's the biggest thing that I, I have with is that it's like, um, where are you putting these games? Right, I, and let's be honest here: streaming hasn't caught on just yet. Well, I think it's caught on. Like, I think that's. I think the problem is, is that the NHL has made it at least in the U.S. I don't know. I can't. I can only. I can't. It's hard because I don't have the the U.S. package, right? So right. it's like, you know, on Hulu you got ESPN Plus and you got TNT and you got like all these different things for your for your, for your, you know, for your NHL package down right. there. And it's, it's, it seems like from, from up here, it seems so convoluted. I can't imagine what it's like for down there trying to figure out, you know, where you're going to watch your game and what blackout you have to deal with or anything else. Like up right. here, I mean, you know, up here, I don't really have to deal with blackout because like if it's blacked out, I'd have it on one of my other streaming packages. So it's fine. But it, it seems really convoluted down there and if again if you lose like a bali sports and no one else is gonna pick up the slack like does that mean like the team has to try and be like hey we'll stream the games you know and then you're gonna pay us directly x number of dollars like i'm curious to see what happens yeah i'm i'm really curious to see what happens next i mean do they go back to local tv I mean, uh, for to for can the, a local TV pay the money that like because rights fees have gone through the roof, right? And, and that's the big thing is that can you put it on? I mean, of course, 
for longtime Sharks fans, you know that KICU, which is now KTVU Plus out here, mm-hmm. was the main go-to station for Sharks broadcast early on before uh, the Sharks uh, signed a deal with then Fox Sports Net Bay right. Area. Yeah, and, I mean, up here, Detroit, like, up, we used to get Red Wings games, um, like, just on the local Fox affiliate. Um, I, I don't, but I, I just think with the way rights fees have gone, I don't know if you can put that genie back in the bottle. I'm really curious to see how this thing with Bali <laughs> plays out to see how it has an effect on um, on deals. But I just... My my thinking... The internet's is such a... Like, the, the problem here, I'm going to go on this really weird tangent so you're gonna have to forgive me for a second here all right i'm gonna get deeply canadian on you for a minute but like i just it it. seems like people just don't want to get with the times like up here there is this bill called c11 and people are gonna like just zone out and go to sleep and i apologize no explain it like basically what c11 is going to do is it's going to give the crtc which is the canadian radio and television it's basically the fcc in canada right um it's basically going to give them regulatory access like basically regulatory domain over things on the internet things like youtube things like spotify things like um yeah youtube spotify would be the netflix even right okay where it's going to be like hey you know, up here we have this stupid thing called CanCon, which short for Canadian content. Um, and basically what it basically dictates is if you are a if you are a network in Canada, then you have to have 60 percent Canadian content. So instead of your YouTube just being for me again, and I feel bad because I'm droning on about this. But like for me, right. So instead of just me having like this is what I'm subscribed to and this is what's in my feed. Like they're going to have to push in Canadian content just to fill quotas. Right. And I just, I hate how the more things seem to get better on the internet with like different streaming packages and everything, the more legacy media comes and fucks it all up for everyone. I think that's the point I was trying to get to. And I took you on a really weird journey to get there. No, I I get what you're saying. Uh, And kind of reminds me, I think there's like a Canadian rule in the CFL that you have to have a certain amount of Canadian programs to come within the rules of parameter. It would be like if we're, we're doing all this stuff from the, the U.S. and then we, we are required to have Letterkenny on in between, mm-hmm. you know, for for an example. So. Yes. For those that don't know, I am in Sault Ste. Marie, Ontario, Canada, which is on the border with Sault Ste. Marie, Michigan, uh, in the middle of the Great Lakes. If you look at the Great Lakes on a map and you go to the middle of it, you will see Sioux, Michigan and Sioux, Ontario. And that's where I live. Uh, 3,000 miles away. And you're right near, you're kind of near Detroit, right? No, Detroit is a long john. Detroit's south. So do you... Uh, it's, I'm sorry. Do, uh, so I'm, I'm near nothing. I, I'm near trees and lakes. Okay. But you get through. You get blacked out on on a boatload of stuff, though. Um, I would if I did. If I if I just had the if I just had like the Sunrise package and I didn't subscribe to anything else. So if I didn't have like the TSN internet streaming package, yeah. If, if a game was on TSN, I wouldn't be able to watch it normally through my Sunrise. Just kind of like, um, I'm sure similar down there. I I I look at it this way: the the only way that they're going to get out of this 
it's kind of similar to what MLS did uh, this year is have Apple TV and you subscribe through there and there are no blackouts anywhere. Yeah, the NHL That's just needs to get over. But again, but then if you see and again, here's the problem, right? Be- because of what we said earlier, and I feel like we've really gone off the rails here. So I apologize. Um Again, but then that if you made it so that if you just paid one subscription, like the NHL owners won't want that because they make too much money off of their regional deals. So unless if, you know, if if you'd have to find a way to make it so that teams would get a bigger cut of the NHL money, like if the NHL's overall money and I don't know how they do that. But I agree like that is the way that's the way to do it, right? Like they, they need to get into, like we just need to get to a point where we just make things easier for people to consume them. But it's the problem is, is, you know, robbing Peter to pay Paul. And letting everybody know where it's at. You know, uh, I, I will, I will say this, that uh, I didn't know the all-star game was at noon yesterday. Locally. I saw 3 PM and I thought it was 3 PM, you know, Oh, but, but foolish child thinking that the thinking that the world does not revolve around the Eastern time zone. Foolish. Oh, I foolish, mean, foolish. I know. Shame on me. But it's <laughs> but the, right. Oh, hail ye Eastern time zone. Yeah. Give me a break. It's uh, my my thing is, is, is that let us know, because when it was in when the All-Star game was in San Jose, it was on prime time, 5 p.m. Saturday. Mm-hmm. You know, you have that you throw in. You know, and we're gonna get into the all star stuff as they do this, but yeah, it's like you yeah, guys have to figure out something. You know, your ratings are down twenty two percent. Yeah, you need to figure out. You know, ESPN and TNT. Uh, I, TNT I think again, I think, I think TNT is good. I think ESPN's been awful. Like for oh, for man. all the people on Twitter that tell me that hockey can't be a real sport if it's not on ESPN. Like I just won ESPN. Thanks you for your brainwashedness, I'm sure. Like, it's not a real sport. It's not an ESPN. ESPN's been fucking terrible. Like, most of the ESPN stuff that I've watched up here, it's been like, it's riddled with technical issues for the supposedly the worldwide leader in sports. Right. Fuck, they suck. Like, I, I think... Well... I think it's been riddled with technical issues. I don't really like the TNT. Like, I, much would, I would much rather watch the TNT... Um, intermission stuff. Although I think intermission stuff's kind of just past best before date anyway, because Twitter's a thing. Um, like before, like once upon a time, man. Like I used to love watching intermission because, like, that's when you would get like all the big rumors and stuff. But dude, the second a rumor's a thing, I just pick up my phone and it's there for me. Like, I don't really need your national intermission show. Well, yeah, because you have Elliot Friedman, Darren Drager, Pierre LeBrun, all on Twitter. Yeah, Yeah. and And the. the... But yeah. you know the the thing I, I've noticed with the ESPN and and here here I am going off at a tangent. You know they keep bringing in. I love Steve Levy uh, and mm-hmm. everything, but Chris Chelios. You have Mark Messier, and then you had a tiki bar next to them for All Star Weekend. It's like really, really. I thought PK Subban was was a nice addition, uh, and that I think needed them to save their asses to be quite honest um i mean it's getting better but you need some sort of that personality uh that you've seen with 
with TNT. Uh, but honestly, ESPN kind of went cheap here, you know, uh, with the exception of Ray Ferraro and AJ Malesko. Uh, I love, like, I love Ray Ferraro. Don't get me wrong. Like, I'm not saying it's been a complete barren wasteland. Like, there are things about, like, the ESPN broadcast, but, but I think TNT has fed them their ass. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's, I mean, I, I like Butcher Cross. Uh, I, I really like PK. Uh, I love, I love myself some chicken parm Ferraro. Uh, but after that, um, you know, uh, I think he brought in Sean McDonough because it was a familiar name and he kind of called hockey for them in the 90s. Uh, I know Bob Wischusen has done a pretty good job fairly well, but I'm sw- I'm kind of surprised they didn't go after a name. And maybe that's because there really wasn't a big name outside of Kenny Albert since Mike mm-hmm. Emmerich retired down here. I love myself some Jim Houston, but they need yeah. to find they need to find you know a, a voice that's going to resonate. You know, uh, not gonna tell Randy Hahn to go national, but I mean, it, it just, yeah, it just, I, and we're getting off the rails here too much, but it's just ridiculous uh, for that. And, and yeah, you're on ESPN, but at what cost? Because yeah, I think they're like, really cheap. I don't think ESPN's been particularly good for them. I think. Again, I think it's just it's convoluted. You're right. Like what they need to do is you just pay, you pay for one package and you get all the games, and that's yeah. that. And and, um, and 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 like and for the love of God, when you pay for that package, like let me pick the stream because like up here, again, I'm gonna bore you with Canadian nonsense, but like what? up here, like if you see what the NHL deal has done to Sportsnet, like the amount of talent that they have had oh to God. walk out the door because of how much like i'm curious to see what they get on the next canadian deal because i guarantee it's not going to be like i don't think tsn is going to be like well hey you know um sportsnet give you like 11 billion dollars and it completely destroyed them so let's give you 17 like i think it's going to be a partnership again which is going to just completely again make things more complicated up here but again it's like they've you know and again i you've they've made they've managed to make things worse like again the nhl package up here and i bitched about this a lot but like i just get whatever feed they give me like i'm watching fucking center ice in 1992 yeah i, mean, I don't think center ice was a thing in 92 but you know what i mean like yeah. like it's 2003 and i you know it's 2003 and i'm you know watching center ice and i get whatever feed they give me on whatever channel they throw it on and I should be just thankful that I get to watch Sharks hockey at all. Like, it just, it sucks that in this year, like, not only do they, do they, do they change things, but they make it worse. And I think ESPN has made hockey coverage in the U.S. worse. Yeah. I I, I get that they want to spread the spread the love around. But uh, you got to make it, you got to make it interesting. And, and, yeah. And the league itself doesn't help its stuff but we'll get into that a little bit later yeah let's get let's get let's get into the all-star game because i yes. think we're running long which is fine i don't care anymore. uh well we'll tell our affiliates that we're going long so much yeah, for yeah trying to do a type 45 all good and, and if we get dropped by our affiliates i mean you know whatever yeah don't worry what are, where are they going to show they're going to show hockey next what <laughs> replay of the all-star game there you go um so let's have some fun a little bit this picture uh, Eric Carlson and his daughter was adorable. I saw Sharky playing around with her. It is so cute. Uh, but um, 
what was your take from the all-star game uh i mean you i know you didn't take taken much because you were watching the barracuda but uh yeah so i mean the all-star game let's let's start with the skills competition we'll, we'll get into the game itself yeah because like the we watched the um in the discord we were watching the ahl skills competition and like it was just such a breath of fresh air man like it yeah. was it was just like rapid fire events and just like events that like show off the player's skills. Um, you know, just like your just your typical stuff. And I think for the skills competition, like I didn't mind the goal thing. I actually thought the goal thing was kind of entertaining. But well, I feel like tandem. It just it's just zany for the sake of zaniness. I understand what they're trying to do, right? They're trying to they're trying to make it more like the NBA because I think like look at the NBA does a lot of things right. Um, the problem with the NHL is the players all have the personality of cardboard, whereas the NBA there's a lot more personalities that are allowed to shine more. Most of the NHL players they they've got the personality of a cardboard, like a piece of cardboard. Um, and I just. I, I don't I think sometimes it's just zany for the this for zany's sake. I don't mind like like doing the goal thing. I didn't think that was like a bad deal. I thought that was fine. I, I but, like the one with the uh, surfboards personally with the duck. Yeah, the surfboard thing, I thought that thing, was awesome. The, the the surfboard thing was fine too. Like I don't hate I just wish they would just kinda get back to basics with it though. Yeah. Um, look it. The players are never gonna try. <laughs> Like they're just they're just never gonna try. So like the the you know it, I think it's just it is what it is at this point. And again, like the end of the day, the skills like the the All Star Weekend is for two groups of people: children, sponsors. Which I don't think we fall in either category. Yeah, I don't know about you, but I got I got <laughs> I've I, I've got less years in front of me than I do behind. I just, you know, uh, the whole thing, and AJ mentioned it here, you know, the skills were fine. It was the spread out production that was stupid AF. Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah, not like going just... back to that. That reminded me of the Olympics on NBC way too much. Just have the event, move on to the next one. Yeah, have the event, move on to the next. Not like, oh, we're going to do this. And then just out of nowhere, we're going to hard left turn into this thing. And yeah. you know what I mean? Like, I just, I liked watching I, I i enjoyed watching the a star the hl skills more than the and like obviously to the hl skills like there's it's not really a television production so it's not like you have to like go to like you know oh what's pk suban have to say with so and so and like you just kind of go slap through the events and but the events aren't zingy either right like it's like you know it's it's kind of the stuff we grew up on it's like you know goalies getting shot on by two players 10 times from you know from each angle and you know breakaway challenges and stuff like that i, I just I, I don't need the zany I, I think you go a little bit with the zany just because of of the social media world and the tiktoks and the yeah, instagram I reels i understand and again right shots. like and, and again and it goes back to what i said it, none of this is for me i am not the target demographic here right, right. I mean, so I, I i do try and keep that in mind but I think that the NHL, like a lot of people complain, like usually the skills competition is my bag, man. Like I, yeah. I will watch the skills competition and then like background noise, the, the game. And I, I, I had no use for the skills competition tonight. Like, you know, like, like a tiger. tiger yeah. Give me an all-star thing where you shoot at a bench at torts or iPads and I, yeah, oh, I want, I'm, I want I'm sure the... to come and shoot iPad accuracy shooting with, with John Tortorella. <laughs> that, that would be 
fucking hilarious, but we can't have that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, the skills competition, yeah, just do it. Don't be all over the place with it. Just do one event and move on to the next and move on to the next and move on to the next and yeah. get it done. Um, as for the game itself, I think I've, I've seen people say that they need to go back to five on five, but nothing is going to make these guys show up. Like, look at they're not going to do like baseball where like winning the all-star game is going to like determine home ice and Stanley cup final or anything like that. Right. Like we're, we're never going to, that's never going to be a thing. And you can put money on the line, which they tried to do to make it more competitive. But most of these guys have more money than God. No, no rinky dink amount of money you're going to throw to the winning team is going to motivate these guys to try blowing out a knee in an all-star game. To, to before the playoff push, right? Like they're never going to try. And that's just the way it is. And that's the scary part because it's like here you're supposed to be showcasing your talents mm-hmm. and everything and you're going half speed on it. And it's like, oh man. Um it, it's tough because like I just I don't think there's any stakes that you could put in it that's going to make players try because at the end of the day, it's it's an exhibition game in the middle of, you know, right before basically the playoff push starts. Um, I think three on three, I like the three on three format because guess what? You can't bitch that there's no hitting in a three on three game because how often do you see a big hit in a three on three overtime? Exactly. Almost never. Why? Because it's three on three. It's not inductive to that. And I think going back to five on five isn't going to spice up the game because it's going to be a non-hitting affair, but you're going to be more annoyed that it's not hitting because the the game is more conductive to that kind of play, right? right? Like, I think, I remember one year, like, Jeremy Roenick laid someone, I think it was Keith Kachuk. I think he went and hit Keith Kachuk, and it was like, uh, you know, it was hilarious, but it was like the first time I've seen a hit in an all-star game. Right, right. Of course, we had a challenge in, in, in this one the other day. That's just, just crazy. Um, you know, the... the Kevin, first off, Kevin, even Jackie Bredman was talking about how cringy it was. Yeah. Well, AJ mentioning how Z- Trevor Zegras was was snoozing. Yeah. On Twitter, you know, and it's just crazy to see. It's it's not. I mean, it's just it's never going to matter. It's never going to be good again. And, and you know, it, it's always going to come back to the point I made earlier. It's not for us. No. You know what? I like the Ulster game when I was 10 and I thought, Oh man, look at all these cool guys playing together because, you know, we weren't allowed to have, you know, Canada cups anymore. And the Olympics weren't a thing. Like if you want to see these guys get together when it matters, let's, let's get some, like, let's get some actual best on best tournaments going again. Like what? That, uh, that's, you mean, you mean like a world cup of hockey? Yeah. Yeah. They let's can't do figure that, that like, out yet either. Are, I know they can't figure that out. <laughs> I understand. But like if you want to get something that matters, like that's when that's when you're going to get the players to actually give a damn. They're never going to give a shit about the All-Star game. It's never going to matter. And again, it's not for you anyway. So if you're super upset that the All-Star game was disappointing to you, it's not for you. I I just for you. It's for the it's for if you have children, it's for the children that were sitting beside you watching. Yeah, it's it's for the kids growing up like Harlow Carlson. But, you know, Hot Wheels mentioning John Scott fighting Patrick Kane was the last yeah, like just, good highlight. Well, and, and of course, stuff like that. But again, who's that for? Is that for us at home? Or like, again, like if if we find something to take out of it, that's good. That's that's a win for them. But 
at the end of the day, the All-Star game isn't for us. It's not supposed to entertain us. It's not supposed to be much see television for dudes in their 40s yeah. that talk too much on the Internet. Hey, hey, I don't know what you're talking about there. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is that, it's, you know, and Aiden mentioning you want to fix the All-Star game, don't have it. Just award guys at the end of the season rather than for seven weeks. There's that, but also it's revenue for the local market. That it's, it's a sponsorship destination. It's for two people. It's for children and sponsors. Yeah. I mean, children because they're too young and naive to realize it sucks. And sponsors because they get to, you know, make a boatload of money off of it. And I'll give them credit, though. Like, I, the one thing I will give them credit for, I thought Fall Guy was a nice get for them. Oh, that was a big get. You know, like, day a couple Fall of years was ago. It was a nice get for them. Like, you know, normally... Like the NHL usually lags behind as far as like musical entertainment, and maybe Fall Out Boy's you know a little past their best before date, but like it's way better than like fuck Kid Rock. Like we got Kid Rock the one year fucking you kill me. Kid Rock in 2018 in Tampa. <sighs> you had BB Rexa at the Shark Tank in San Jose in 2019. Of course, a year later they get Green Day. It's like you could have done that, you know, with a nice. Turnout. That was a nice get. That was a nice get. Yeah, yeah was, you know what I mean, like. So I don't know. It's it's yeah. fine. Uh, you know, AJ, you mentioned this where you talk about a local competition. They used to have those everywhere. Some and teams that, still do. And some team, yeah, some teams still do. I know Winnipeg had some. I know mm. Seattle had it. Not every team did it. I think the Sharks had it. I think the Sharks tried to do that like last year and replace a fan fest. Yeah. Uh, but you know, yeah, they should have competition. Send those out. See who you have to to, you know. Like Noah Gregor, you know, being the the fast one. So, but the other thing too is, you know, Gary has to make the thirty two decisions, and then then the fans get to vote because you know we we picked out a, you know, John Scott about seven years ago. Yeah, I mean, you know, and that was that was a good story. And again, yeah, the the NHL had to <laughs> fix it, right? Of course, haven't you, the, and I think that is the one thing with the hockey in general is like hockey people in general is they just take this thing far too fucking seriously like this is hockey's serious fucking business guys like don't fucking fuck with the all it's serious business do not fuck with the all-star game like i just i think like it's (laughs) they just they just take themselves so fucking seriously they should be more like me i just i'm a slapdick on youtube that comes on here and swears and says really dumb things probably 90 percent of the time and like i and i don't care hey i'm not worried about it like randy hahn always says better not f with me we will never f with you randy hahn <laughs> but, uh, but they just it, take themselves so fucking seriously but the one thing i did enjoy in this all-star game the uniforms first off the reverse retro of the 94 all-star jerseys were freaking awesome yeah that was cool i dug it yeah i i, I dug that and everybody got into it. Of course, Harlow is wearing the uh, the Western jersey, but I really loved how everybody got into it. Like this is um, Logan Thompson's mask from the Vegas Golden Knights. I mean, mm-hmm. Linus Olmark had some palm trees and had some icy blue. Uh, yeah, pads. I had, like the, the goalies. I the goalies like really went all out for like some of their their get-ups and i i dig that right like i yes i i super dig that um and i love mitch marner had like two sets of skates he had these really nice black with the uh with the light blue and the uh, hot pink and mm-hmm. then he also had the uh ones that he actually wore 
these white skates. It, it, wait, what is that on the one side? Wait, what is that? That's a shark. Oh, Ian, I oh, think I, you know. We know what's going on. Yep, we know what's going on. He wants to be traded to Mitch the Sharks. Marner to San Jose, confirmed. With San Ramon native Austin Matthews. Make it happen, people. Like, seriously. There you go, folks. But, I mean, this is this is kind of, kind of another way to market. That is like the, like that is the screaming shark logo. Like it practically one is. copyright. Like I, sharks go sue Mitch Marner right now. <laughs> but I mean, or you know, if you don't want to get sued, you have to come play for our future team. Absolutely, choices, decisions, decisions. Under a good cap deal. <laughs> but I mean, marketing wise, I love how the style comes out on on this. You know the the. Mm -hmm how the guys really got involved in it. And I want to see more of that because that's another marketing feature that these guys, these guys can, can promote themselves on because it's <laughs> Marty. We'd only have to give up a dart to make it happen. You're not wrong, sir. You're not wrong. No, that's true. But I mean, it's another way. And yes, it was a flashy hot pink blue. Um, you could probably only get away with it on, uh, in South Florida and like Ryan Hoyton saying, and pardon me if I'm saying that wrong, the Miami Vice color scheme should be used by the Panthers for an alternate oh, uniform. Dude, so they would good. sell so good. They would sell so much, you know, of it. it. But I just think even if with teal, and I know the Sharks went all teal in their new uniforms, but just little stuff would be really awesome to see just to have yeah. some, a little bit more personality, you know, because that's what everybody's like hoping for. Um, but I mean, that's, that's how I look at it. It's something that will catch the, catch the hockey fan's eye, maybe catch a random person's eye. It's about growing the game. Yeah. So. Yeah. I, I, you know, and, and next year it's in Toronto. So next year, none of the jerseys will make it out of the first round. It's fine. Oh, wow. Who's going to be in the final for the all-star game? <laughs> That's that's the tough part. No, no one makes it up. It's over. This after after the uh, preliminary games, it's, it's just over. It's just, there's no championship. Let, let's just get the foreseen points out of the way right now. <laughs> the 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 Atlantic does not get out of the first round of the All Star game. Let's just put it out. No there. one does. Just so. for some reason, no one can. <laughs> but yeah, the 2024. It's in Toronto. I, I'm I'm really uh, curious about that one down the road see and that's i think that's a great place to get it back like again like i don't mind some of this I, like i like the thing they did in vegas too um the thing they do outside in vegas like i don't mind one or two zany things just don't do everything everything doesn't have right. to be zany right uh, i i think i think i mean what will they do in toronto we'll go lake ontario are we are are we dropping pucks from do we get Wes McCauley to drop pucks from the CN Tower? Dude, um, oh, Jesus. You might kill somebody. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't know what, what you can do next, but I, I like how, how they're trying things out. So we'll see. Yeah, I, I, I'm curious to see what they do. Like, I want to see, like, again, I don't mind a couple of zany things. Just don't make the whole thing zany and just, like, move, just move on from one event to the other. Don't, like, stop an event halfway and just hard left turn into another event. Yeah. I don't know, man. Keep it simple. And, and nonetheless, I look forward to getting my Western Conference All-Star jersey in March. Thanks, Fanatics. <laughs> yeah. Adidas. Anybody else that oh, can actually get Fanatics to get We are the Pucknologists. Look at us go. <laughs> hey, now. 
Moving, <laughs> let's let's move onward to uh, a tweet from Carlo Coliacobo. Say it for me. This is one I'm I have confused. Carlo Coliacobo, easy for you uh, to one say. One time, super touted prospect by the Leafs that they would just not give up to anybody, and then he turned into just being an okay player. <laughs> uh, he had a tweet out on February first saying, I hope this is a wake-up call for changing the NHL. Fans are losing interest, no rivalries, lacking storylines, more buzz around taco trades than actual trades. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, poor marketing of stars. Well, that's been an NHL tradition that's for years. <laughs> What's fucking new? Uh, too many math equations. I'm not sure. Sh- I-, I was told See, I don't know. No math I don't know that. what he meant by that because, like, if is he talking about analytics because i think like if you're talking about ratings being down and then being like and and blaming analytics for that like i think that's kind of silly because like when you look at how broadcasts are put together it's just all these old hockey guys like it's never you know what i mean it's always the same old shit it's the it's the you know Pucks in deep, 120%. You know what I mean? Like, that's that's the guys you get on TV. I don't really, I don't think analytics is overly broken through to the television market. I feel like it's still kind of an internet thing. Yeah. Uh, more than it is like a mainstream TV thing. Right. Uh, or is he talking about the salary cap, which can be kind of confused, especially at trade deadline time when you're trying to figure out like, oh, but how much, you know, actual cap is there and how much accrued cap is there and and how much cap space do they have based on X, Y, Z? And because that sometimes that requires some pretty interesting math to figure out how much cap space does this team actually have and how much, you know, and how would adding this guy affect the cap at the trade deadline? And, you know, so maybe if if maybe if that's the respect, yeah, I can I can I can go with that there. Too. No, totally, totally. Uh, so my my question is this, okay. and, and, and he also mentioned horrible playoff format. AJ has gone ad nauseum on going one through eight, and so I would say let me it, let it, me go through these one thing at a time. Okay, go for, okay. Go to town. So let's start at the top. No rivalries. I think the one thing that I think about rivalries are. Is that like there's some rivalries where I think everyone knows that they exist, right? But right. I think others you have to be in them, and if you're not in them, they don't matter to you. They they won't matter to you. They won't resonate with you individually, right? Like for me, when I think of like a a, a rivalry, right? Like I think of like Montreal Boston. But does that rivalry really resonate with somebody who is in California? Maybe not. Right. Because that's the rivalry that that was one of the big rivalries that I grew up with on TV. Right. I think rivalries are so subjective. Are there rivalries? Absolutely rivalries. Don't tell me there's no fucking rivalries. Have you seen have you seen Twitter when the Sharks play the Blues or the Sharks play the Golden Knights? Tell me there's no fucking rivalries in hockey. There's definitely rivalries. (laughs) Have you I mean, you know, like. The Sharks versus the Golden Knights. The Leafs versus the first round. There's right. rivalries in hockey. Like, they just do they resonate with you? No. Like, right. maybe they don't resonate. Doesn't mean they don't exist. Like, does the Battle of Florida really resonate with me? No. But would I say that because it doesn't resonate with me that it doesn't exist? Of course not. It just doesn't resonate with me. Right. I, so I, there's I, that. Yeah, though I think when we were talking playoff format, uh, 
AJ called twice because I, I could see it's like let me say something about one through eight and it's like we we agree one through eight would be nice top two if it's actually one through eight and uh, not and the NHL doesn't find a way to fuck it up again well I mean I'm sure if you're going to give them the division champion they go one through eight but you can guarantee that they get home ice in some form like if like if it was like that whole south or as I used to call it the south least division where Carolina were to sneak in. Okay, you can get home ice, but you're the four seed. You know, yeah, some, something know, like that. I mean, you reward I, them for I, I a division think, title of some sort. And that's the other thing, too, is like, I think, I wonder if, going back to rivalries, I wonder if the key to maybe better rivalry, if the divisions weren't for divisions of eight teams. Like, would that change, right? If you, if you, if you made the division smaller, so you've seen fewer teams more often. <sighs> yeah, like I mean, what, five, six five, six. Sure, I, 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 I guess. I, I, I'm just, and again, I'm not, I'm not advocating for this. I'm just wondering if, like, that would help increase because I think if you, if, if, if you played more teams more often, I think there's hate. But I think like no rivalries is stupid. There's rivalries. There's, they didn't go away. No, they, there's just their marketing is wrong. And, right. and let's be honest. Teams have to rebuild sometime. The Sharks are going yes. through it right now. Kings are just starting to get out of one. Anaheim is getting, is just starting. Right, but, and 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 that's the thing, right? So, and when people talk about rivalries, like they talk about like the big mainstream ones, and I think the biggest failing of this playoff system was that when they put it in, we're like, oh man, we're gonna get, you know, we're gonna get Toronto, Montreal, we're gonna get the Battle of Alberta, just nonstop, and they, you know, and then all those teams decided that they were just gonna suck for the most duration of the playoff format. Right. I, I and then try to get more division games by expanding the eighty-four games. There's no way the players are going to do that unless they get something back in return. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. So, like, so no rivalries. I don't, I don't, I don't buy that. I think they're there. I, maybe they're not as intense as maybe they once were. But again, I think that the media focuses on the sexy ones, and yeah, maybe those haven't really been as apparent because of teams not being as good as maybe you'd hope. Right. right. Um. Lacking storylines, again, I don't, I don't know if I completely buy that, because it depends on how, how much you're following, you know, certain things. But I, I feel like there's still been, you know, you, there's storylines everywhere. It's just, do they resonate with you? So again, subjective. Do, does the league lack storylines? I don't know. I managed to do, oh, not a hundred, but enough shows on YouTube this year talking about things with the sharks i'm sure i've found something to talk about for all these shows that we've done on a team that's basically looked the same all year yeah. <laughs> you know games in more buzz around trades than actual trades 100 percent, i agree because again i think this trade deadline is going to disappoint a bunch of people because the cap sucks and the lack of fluidity in the league because of the cap has hurt things now again you know, if the cap still went up, then they just pay people more money and it would still be in the same mess because the owners are their own worst enemy. Um, but no, look at more buzz around trades than actual trades. For sure. You don't see as many big trades right now. And I'm skeptical. We really, really see one this year. Like I, again, if Timo Meyer moves, like I'll be pleasantly surprised because there's a part of me that thinks that it's just a bunch of smoke where there's no fire. 
Um, poor marketing of stars, 100%. We, we know this. Um, the, the leak is terrible at marketing at stars. It doesn't help that most of them have the personality of a cardboard box. Um, too many math equations. We kind of already been there. Horrible playoff format. I don't... I don't, I, I'm indifferent to this one. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think it's ruining the league. Um, I think that um, playoff series are fine. Like I just, playoffs, people are, pay, playoff Playoff series brings hate, so it doesn't really matter how you get there. You're going to get there. Um, I think that, you know, a lot of people that whine that the playoff format sucks is because they work for a network who doesn't make a lot of money when the Leafs go out in the first round and they want to blame the playoff format other than reasons, right? It's the playoff format. It's the, the Leafs are the greatest fucking team to ever win anything. <laughs> right? Like, that, that's, to me, that's, like, I, I think the playoff format gets a lot of heat for things like that. Look, I don't really care. I think the playoffs will be good regardless of how you line them up. Uh, if they went back to one through eight and actually did one through eight, I'm not going to complain. If they kept this format, though, I'm not complaining either. I really don't care. I don't think I think the playoffs have been good. Like there hasn't been a playoff year where I haven't enjoyed the playoffs. Right. I mean, there have always been good series all around. Like for the East right now, it is Boston and Pittsburgh, although Buffalo's right behind them. Uh, like I just Washington. I think no matter how it goes like it's going to be the playoff race is always going to be exciting the playoffs are always going to be exciting it doesn't yeah. matter how we get there if they change it like again if they change the format I know some people really hate this format so if they change it like I'm not going to cry because again the playoffs are good because of the playoffs yeah I mean and it doesn't you, really matter and right now in the east you have some good matchups you have New Jersey and the Rangers you'd have Toronto and Tampa again Boston and Pittsburgh Washington Carolina Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, those are some nice matchups. I mean, uh, the one, you know, everybody thinks I get excited, Minnie and Winnie in the West. Dallas would would get uh, uh, Dallas would get Colorado. Oh, that would be fun. Oh, uh, Edmund, dreadful. Just dreadful playoff format. Oh, those series are all like, yeah, exactly right. Like Seattle playoffs, playoffs, playoffs are good. Yeah. Seattle in their first playoff series would get Connor McDavid in Edmonton. <laughs> and then LA and Vegas um but if i'm not mistaken not a whole lot changes if you were to go through the 1 through 8 format which of course you know heaven forbid that that nhl.com works for me at the moment but i mean yeah you you i mean yeah it would be tr toronto and the rangers and then new jersey and tampa bay in the east that would be the only two that change and then the, in the West, you'd get, you know, Seattle and Minnesota. Oh, boy. Uh, Colorado, Dallas, you know, you, uh, Winnipeg and Edmonton. That would have been fun. Another rematch from the bubble year. Mm -hmm. uh, and then L.A., Vegas. So not too many changes, but there are some. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I don't know. And if they, you know, I saw it in the chat earlier, too, what adding a play in round. Like, again, like more playoff hockey i don't really care like it doesn't bother me i think the players would be opposed to it obviously because um just be, so you know the players they're once the regular season ends they stop getting paid yeah <laughs> so so that that would be more free hockey that they would have to play um i think that they would probably push back on that but you know what 
Um, I don't really care. Like, again, if they did a play on thing, I, I, I don't think I would care as much. Like, I enjoyed, like, when they, they did the bubble and they had the play around, I thought it was fun. Um, I'm not, again, I, I wouldn't advocate for it, but I'm not going to be like, oh, they added a play around, I'm fucking done with the NHL. Like, fuck this, I'm done, right? Like, I'm, no. I, I, whatever. I think the one thing that the players have to do in their next, whenever they get the new person and they go into the next CBA, is they have to take more responsibility for growing the game. Because I don't think the players do enough on their end to grow the game, I think. So, I don't know. I don't hate the idea of a play-in round. I just, it's fine, again. Because, like, you know, it's like, oh, half the teams make the playoffs already. But, like, yeah. But before this happened, like, the playoffs have never changed. They've always been this way for a long time. So most teams made the playoffs forever. And it was fine. Yeah. I, I, you look at the 21-team NHL before the Sharks came in. I think Minnesota North Stars got in with 67 points as a fourth seed out of the Norris division. Mm-hmm. 67 points is potentially what the Sharks will end up with. Yeah, so I I don't care. Do they deserve to get in? No. I don't care. Hockey's More hockey's fine by me. Uh, Sleepy mofos, then shorten the regular season, please. And I think a lot of people have been saying that, but the owners won't do it. Just like they won't get rid of the All-Star team. They're not going to give up Gates. They're they're, they're not going to give up Gates. Well, maybe if if they have that opportunity to... Because obviously, look, we all know that when playoffs happen prices generally go up right? right so maybe they might take that less gate if they think that they if enough owners think that they're the playoff gate that they would get from boosting the prices for a play-in round would increase that i don't yeah. it's it's interesting i i'm curious to i'm curious how the the owners would react to that um but it feels like they they sounds like they want to push to 84 yeah, I would think that you're going to come at a class of two preseason games. Two two more after darks. I don't know, man. I'll do my own. No worries. <laughs> All good. Keep that streak alive, people. All right. And, and I think at this point, we'll we'll, we'll quote Brad Marchand and, and shut our pie holes. So We should. We should. Uh, in case you missed anything or you want to watch this again, check us out on tealtownusa.com or your favorite podcatcher, wherever you want to. Find it, whether it's Apple, Google, YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeart, Odyssey. Um, you can find the, everything at tealtownusa.com. Of course, you're watching us right now on YouTube or watching the replay. Hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. Smash that notification bell. That'll notify you when we go on, uh, which will, you know, we'll have games this week, Ian. Uh, coming up for the Sharks this week. We'll have three games uh, in the in the place, you know, teams against in the former Southeast Division. Tuesday, true. Tuesday at Tampa, Thursday in Florida, Sunday, Super Bowl Sunday, uh, Washington. Um, should we, Ian, should we tell them, tell AJ and Jerk that they got to do uh, Pucknologist at 1 p.m.? I'm kidding, kidding, kidding. <laughs> right before the Super Bowl. Uh, so I'm at PuckGuy14 on the Twitter and the Instagram. He is at Ian Bloggs Hockey on Twitter. Famous last words, my friend, doing a little technology style. Uh, this was this was an adventure. Like this this show went places. Um, we I I got like the things that I got to complain about on this show. I got to complain about Canadian politics and <laughs> go on a diatribe there and just 
Yeah, this show went places, didn't it? Uh, I hope you in, in, enjoyed the show. Obviously, next week it'll be back to your normal, oh, yeah. uh, regularly uh, scheduled Pucknologist with AJ and Jerk. Um, but again, we'll be around because After Darks are definitely still a thing. Um, and they will be until the playoffs happen. And look, if <laughs> other news breaks, we will fix it. Absolutely. Um, when the Sharks do good, it's good. And when the Sharks do nothing, it's also good. So <laughs> good week. Go team. Uh, my final word is... Uh... Jacob Magna to Seattle for a fourth round pick. If you're just joining us, uh, is that the next domino? That's the second domino. We saw Nieto go away. We saw Weatherby go away. Now we get uh, Magna gone. What's the next one to drop? Stay tuned. Hit that subscribe button down below if you haven't already. Leave a comment down below telling you what the Sharks should do next, how they should fix the All-Star game, how they should fix the playoff format, how to get people back interested in the National Hockey League. Because let's be honest, I, and I'll quote Gary Bettman, the game has never been better. So, sure, Gary. So, uh, until then, we will be with you. Who knows if Bally will be with you. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> and let's hope Bally just doesn't you know, just doesn't pull a, a Vox SB Nation just say, oh, screw hockey. No, Oof. let's not do that. Yeah, I feel bad. Like uh, on that note, I, I do feel bad for um, I haven't I haven't opined on this uh, publicly. But look, um, there was a time where I had a cup of coffee even at Fear the Fin. Um, yep. It's sad to see. It's sad. To look, at, I, I, I've always been kind of of the thing that the the that the sports blog is, I think, is kind of run its course, and I think it's kind of before its best before date. But a, a lot of good people came from SB Nation that are doing good things in the industry now. Um, and you know, there's, I think, there's still good people there. And I think it's unfortunate that um, Fox pulled the plug. And I hope they all find, um, I hope they all land on their feet doing, yeah. you know, figure out. I hope they all figure out something and they all land on their feet. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, yeah, I feel bad. I feel bad for him. Yeah, Fear the Fin was one of the go-to blogs. Year Jason Plank uh, started there and then got a job with the Sharks. I mean that that was th quite the development system they had for a number of years. So uh, our yeah. best to them going out. And with that, we will go out. Uh, the conversation continues in the Discord. So join us there. And until Tuesday for After Dark, following Sharks and Lightning. Oh boy, that'll be fun. Uh, and then <laughs> AJ and Jerk will be back with you Sunday night, 7 p.m. after a Super Bowl has been awarded. Keep it real. Keep it teal. Keep it real teal. Have a great night, everyone. We will see you later this week. <laughs>